This episode of Radio Free Tote Bag is brought to you by Podcast Republic, a podcast client for Android. It's been downloaded over 2 million times, which makes it one of the most popular podcatchers on the platform. You can browse podcasts, audiobooks, and YouTube channels all on one app. It synchronizes across all your Android devices and automatically downloads new episodes so you never miss your favorite shows. Download Podcast Republic from the Google Play Store today. Podcast Republic, a podcast app you can trust. Radio Free Topeg, episode 18. Uh, we're legal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. My name is Don. My name is Arthur, and this podcast is barely legal. Yeah. Just turned 18, 18th birthday. It's gonna, This podcast is going to be drafted uh, and sent to fight people for oil. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. man. Did you see the one? Um, it was right after... Donald Trump got the nomination. There was an image macro that went out and it was like, um, like it, it was dated the year, uh, 2022. And it said, uh, Donald Trump welcomes home veterans from world war five. Oh yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. That's good shit. I live, I live for shit like that. Yeah. The year was 2030. Memes are illegal. Traded, <laughs> traded on the street. And, uh, yeah, I, don't. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even begin to paint a picture there. I'll work on that one in the back of my head while we're recording. There was a a Miss Your Wazo track that came out on one of the Ed Banger compilations that said, "We are now in the year 2017. World War Five has now ended." I think that's actually what made me think of that, and I'm blanking on what what song that is. Well, uh, I think I'm gonna find it because any excuse I have to put Mr. Wazo anywhere, we're gonna just put that fucking whole intro in there. Hell yeah, it's Mr. Wazo. It's not like it's not Weezo. Nah, it's it's Wazo. It's a um, it's a play on the French word for bird, Wazo. I see. Huh. Never never knew that one. Anyways, check that out. Also, this is a relationship advice podcast. Yeah, it's a show about relationships. Um, I almost said this is a relationship about podcasts. I'm <laughs> fucking on one today. That's, that's, that's our friendship. It's a relationship about podcasts. There we go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not 100% uh, on it today. They've been testing the fire alarms in my building. So I woke up at 9 a.m. to shrieking. And uh, Picky being very upset. So I've been at my parents' place. I had to take her over there uh, for the next day or two. Because I'm like, this is going to hurt her cat ears. And she's going to be upset. And I don't want any of that. You're such a good kitty, so, daddy. Yeah. So she's uh, exploring that new apartment and not chewing on my headphone cable. So that's that's a plus. Hell yeah. yeah. Live for How that. You doing? Oh, man. I, uh, I spoke with uh, my boss at work today. And she said, um, did I did I tell you the my my news that I got? And I'm like, there's news. And she goes, we're going to be increasing our base pay to ten dollars and 15 (laughs) cents. What is it right now? Is this uh, hiring ten dollars? It's nine dollars. Oh, all right. So it's a dollar 15 raise for people coming in. And it's because we got fucking slaughtered at Christmas last year. Like we just could not fucking hire people. 
because uh, across the street, there's a Target that was hiring in at 11. Damn. So no no one's working at the boop, you know, for... <laughs> was that you censoring yourself, or is there a joke there? That, that was me. Saying? That was me censoring myself. Oh, okay. I think you've mentioned the, uh, the boop. I didn't mention... I, didn't, I very purposefully did not mention boop. Oh, okay. <laughs> huh. All right, well... Maybe I'll go back and listen through and, and double check, and then we can record our poop noise. Yeah, listen, listen to a hot seventeen hours of us bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> implying, implying I don't do that once a week, right? Listen to it. Listen to it all. I put yeah. us on to go to bed sometimes. It's pretty soothing to hear conversations that I've already been a part of. <laughs> yeah, I was doing that on a on a flight. The flight over to Prague. Realize I'm just like listening there chuckling at my own jokes. Yep. <laughs> this guy's <It's> funny. <laughs> California idiot. We're so funny. Now, that, that, that threw me a little bit hearing my own voice on like the first two. And at this point, I'm just pretty, pretty much used to it. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm fully inured into the, the intonation of my, of my instrument. It's probably because we got kick ass voices, too. Probably true. You know, it'd be difficult if, if our voices sucked. You know. Like, what if I sounded like this when I just talk like this the whole time? Yeah, please, never, never that again. Never <laughs> that again. All right. Uh, I believe you wanted to, I wanted to read this first question. That's right. We just talked about the order like we usually do before the episode and I've completely mm-hmm. forgot. Who, who's reading the first one? I believe, let's, if we go, and then I go there, and then I go there. You're reading the first one. Fuck yeah. My 20 amp boyfriend, 19 M, is accepting that he's going to get fat. I just went right into that. Yeah. Fuck a transition, Arthur. And I'm going to keep just going into it. Hey, everyone. Hello. I've been with my boyfriend for a little over seven months now. We're both in college, so we're away from each other for the summer, except a couple visits coming up. Ever since he got back home, he's been eating a lot. That's obviously normal. I've been eating a lot at home, too. However, he's starting to gain weight to the point where it's becoming noticeable. He's also definitely getting self-conscious about it. He pretty much refuses to send me nudes because he doesn't think he looks as good as he used to. I've personally struggled with weight in the past. I lost 40 pounds in a year before starting college, and I continue to closely monitor my weight so I don't gain it back. For me, it's become a pretty normal part of my lifestyle that I occasionally have to cut back to make sure I don't want to gain I don't gain too much weight. I also have been trying especially hard because I want to look good for my boyfriend when we go back to school. I know it will upset him if I outright say anything to him, so I've just been lightly hinting about how I've been exercising and dieting to make sure I don't gain weight in the hopes that he'd take the hint and maybe do the same. So today, on the phone, I said that I'm making a concerted effort to not eat too much for the next couple weeks, to which he responded, I can't do that. I'm just accepting that I'm going to get fat. (laughs) I didn't know how to respond to that. On the one hand, I love him so much, and I really don't want to upset him or make him more insecure about his body. But on the other hand, I really don't want to lose my physical attraction to him. I also kind of feel upset that I'm working so hard to make sure I stay attractive to him, but he just doesn't seem to care. Am I reasonable for wanting him to keep his figure? Is there anything I can do to try to get him to care a little more about his weight? I'm worried it's going to get to a point where it's just too much, and I'm just totally not physically attracted to him anymore. I love him to death, and there's no way I'd leave him because of his weight gain. But at the same time, I want to be able to have a sex life that I truly enjoy, especially while we're still young. 
TLDR, my boyfriend has been gaining weight and said that he has accepted that he's getting fat. And that was posted by This Is My Throw A Gay <laughs> instead of throwaway. <laughs> Nicely done. Oh, boy. Have I ever experienced the the giving up, the just understanding <laughs> that what is happening to your body is outside of your control and that you will continue to uh, engage in the slow, steady gorging process combined with asshole horizontology that uh, just culminates in a a blossoming of your gut and a widening of your thighs my god <laughs> do i know this feeling um that was beautiful yikes, yikes. <sighs> so you really painted a picture there my dear. i know i know i tried um and I'm, i worked a simpsons reference in there in case you didn't notice it oh i did not yeah it's from the episode where homer gets fat uh, and he goes to Dr. Nick to try to figure out, uh, like the best way to do that. And he describes a, uh, a slow, steady gorging process combined with asshole horizontology. <laughs> oh, damn. I thought you came up with horizontology on your own. No, that was <laughs> Dr. That was Dr. That was Dr. Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Respected physician. You can brush your teeth with milkshakes. I didn't <laughs> know you went to Hollywood upstairs medical college. <laughs> Um, so what do you do in this case? Um, I think that you're on the right path with hinting that you're keeping up with your figure. Uh, you want to give him something to aspire to in terms of, uh, physical fitness. Um, uh, I think maybe this will kind of work itself out once he gets back to school. Cause he's going to get back to being broke and not having, you know, family to cook for him. Exactly. Anymore. Exactly. So, so this will just be like a fluctuating thing for, for him until, uh, until he gets his own income and then can uh, <laughs> gorge himself off of that income. And also, also just like the outside of college brokenness, like that aside, the kind of change up in, in routine, I think can do this to people uh, pretty well, especially if you go to the gym, you kind of have your regular time to do that after work. And if your schedule changes up, like you, I, I always get this when I go on vacation, it's like tough to maintain that. Uh, you know, because you don't, I don't know, you don't have the same just kind of routine there driving you to do stuff. Yeah, and you may not have the facilities that you need to, to do the exercise that you normally do. Exactly. And then on top of that, like you're saying, access to food at home. And I don't know, man. If fucking summertime comes around when you're in school and it's just like, I have been stressed for a while, I'm going to do fucking nothing and it's going to be great. Uh, or you work in a really shitty bar and grill most of the summer like I did, and that, that wasn't so fun. That'll that'll increase your weight, for sure. <laughs> that certainly did. Oh, God, stealing fucking French fries off of people's plates. <laughs> and that was like my meal most nights was just poaching French fries, and if I got really lucky, the occasional onion ring. Ooh. Yeah, I, I, I think you're on it with this probably being something that will sort itself out. Um, on the other hand, if it isn't, it all, this also sounds a little depression-y to me. Possibly. Particularly him saying he's getting self-conscious about it. Like, he knows, but then he's also like, uh, I, like, I guess I'm gonna get fat. Uh, <laughs> too late for me. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's not usually the, the response of a uh, non, non-depressed person. If this person's anything like me, uh, all it'll take is some exercise. All it takes is consistently moving around a little bit and it'll start to shed it back off. 
um, school's going to do that. You know, you, you end up, I remember my college experience was a lot of walking. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, just get back to school and uh, he'll start start shedding these LBs back off. There you go. So it looks like uh, looks like there's one comment here. I, I went with a, a whole bunch of uh, uh, recently posted ones this week. Uh, can he not work out three times a week and gain muscle mass? If you're going to eat it, use it. That's what we have testosterone for. And that was posted by, yep, that's sarcasm. <laughs> I don't think that was sarcasm. I think that's a ruse. <laughs> yeah. That's true, though. If you're, if you're back home, I don't know, especially if he's lifting normally and you're home for the summer, you got to take advantage of all that fucking free food. Yep. Food being in the house to, like, you know, run a, run a little summer bulk. Yeah, bulk up for the lean times. Yeah, winter is I, coming. I, and I think you're, I think you're on it with uh, the hinting being kind of a good thing here. I don't know. Maybe it's just trying to get him to go to the gym with you. Yeah, because she didn't mention if he stopped doing that or you know if he does it in the first place. Well, which if he doesn't, you know, start lifting weights because it's wonderful and will make you feel good and be swole. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, try to try to drag his ass into the gym. Totally. And failing that, uh, you could get a, a wonderful chubby boyfriend, and you could just cuddle up on his little tum tum. Oh no, tum tum. His little tumbler. Oh man, no, you're just making me think of picky. A little picky, along. Speaking of, speaking a little tum, little tum tums, or just get him a shake weight. You know, fuck it. Those pounds yeah. will fly right the fuck off. Pounds will fly the right the fuck off, and his uh, his jerking it muscles will get uh, super tight too. So you can, oh yeah, get so he can jerk himself off better. <laughs> and also, and also you because this was uh, a twenty m with twenty m. Oh shit! I didn't notice that. Yeah. That's well, fuck how, yeah, get him the shake weight. That is exactly how um, uh, gender progressive we are on this show. We don't even see gender anymore. <laughs> yeah. M, F, it's like the same letter. It's and very It's getting similar. really, really confusing when I try to read. You know, if you bend an F all the way over, it's kind of like an M. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> fuck. I need to, like, not have a big silence here, but I'm like staring at this app and picturing it bending over. I'm like, what? it would look like an app. It would. It's totally true. Like the right. the middle section just kind of falls through, makes the middle part. It's just like an M with a little hat. All right. Fucking give me the next question <laughs> okay. before I, I continue to wax poetic about uh, my thoughts on shifting letters. Here we go. So I, 16M, got this girl's IDK 1516 number. And I'm hella into her. Now what? Okay, dumbass question. I can't ask my friends because they will make fun of me. So there's this girl I hit it off with at summer school. Started spending a lot of time together and I got close to her. I kind of feel like she was into me, but IDK with people anymore. So a good friend of hers has been bugging me to tell her how I feel. And like she's way out of my league. I should have shot my shot at summer school like I'm more of an in-person type of guy. My convos with people on Snap and text and stuff just kind of happen. IDK, how I talk to a lot of people. So my dumbass question is, what should I text her? Like, I'm into her. She might be into me, IDK. I gave her... She gave me her Snap, but I never asked her for her number. I should have. Like, I can't come off and be like, 
what's up? Your friend gave me your number and I caught feelings for you. Like, no. So any advice I'd love. TLDR, girl that's way out of my league and I'm into her. Good. And I'm into her. Good friend is bugging me to tell her I feel. And I gave her my number. Like, what should I say to start texting? And that was posted by throwaway263727. Shit, man. That's like another language, these teens. Right. These teens. It's not even IDK, it's IDEK. IDEK. I don't even know. I, I, oh, that's, I didn't even fucking get that. Yeah, it's just putting a little, putting a little flair on it. That's like when we say um, TV perfectly age. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite. That's, that's my favorite. That's very good. Also, Hella. I didn't know that was, was still a thing. Hella's eternal. Hella will last. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, in Cincy, where I, where I went to high school, there was a uh, this high school, Walnut Hills. And for some reason, that term caught on there. Like, one fucking NorCal dude must have moved there and just it spread like a virus. <laughs> and so, like, if people said that or used that term, like, you knew they went to that high school. It was, uh, it was a weird little thing. Uh, that is weird. What was this question about? <laughs> so, like, ID, I don't even know, uh, what should I, like, text this girl? Yeah. Let's craft okay, him wait. a text. Let's. I'm, I'm, I'm picking this up. Craft him a text? Yeah. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Okay, good start. Nice. I-D-E-K, what to say. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have caught, I caught. Hella feelings for you. For you. Like for yeah. and you. Well, he says, oh, nah, man. Nah. It's the, he says for ya. That's going to that's gonna uh, give it away that we're just some fucking old timers trying to be like the kids if we type for and you. Hmm. He types out for ya. Yeah. Okay. 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 I think, I think that nails it. Um, a- a- okay. A- hold on. A- actual advice on this. If you have her Snapchat, which I guess you do if you got her number. All right, you don't have her number. Okay. Uh, just ask her for a number. There's nothing nothing wrong with that. Get her on Snapchat, and then just shoot, you know, just shoot some, not even flirty necessarily, but just, just some snaps. Because I will tell you, you know how there's kind of different levels of, uh, oh, there's a fucking siren in the back, huh? Plane break. Okay, we're good. We're good. This this, this brings me to, this brings me to something else here. You know, there's kind of different levels of intimacy with different uh, like online communication mediums. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like a number is a little bit possibly more than just shooting somebody a Snapchat, like sending somebody a text, and a or phone a, call is obviously way above that. Facebook messages are uh, the same as like running into someone on the street. Yeah, that's. I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty low down there. Low down there too. But the Snapchat, I think, is in that good kind of in-between where, one, you can just send stuff that you're sending to lots of people, so it mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily come off as like, I am going after you directly, right? Right, right. And, uh, you know, you can get some back and forth going on that, and it doesn't also have the same, like, you have to respond to this necessity that, is a, that a text has, which then makes it weird if they don't text back and all that. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is just, Ask her for a number, or even just ask her for a Snapchat, and then just start, you know, sending some snaps her way. And if she starts sending you this stuff back, there's probably some interest there. Maybe get a little, maybe get a little flirty, you know, Snapchat in there, crafted however, however you know you you want to do that. But sure. uh, I think I think Snapchat is the is the move here. Okay, so send her a picture of like a cut up hot dog, just like cut up into little tiny slices, 
right with on, right with on. uh what you doing what w i d what Are you just are you just fucking with me or is there did you have a uh, did you have an intention for the sliced up hot dog? Maybe like a picture of your face, but like you just like drew all over your face with like red marker, and then nice. like uh you up, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Perfect. Fuck. I didn't realize you're an expert on this. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. You take your face. You sketch some cat ears and a nose and whiskers, uh, and like a little tail, and be like, "I'd literally like to go out on a date with you." <laughs> yeah, bring <laughs> nice atten- and casual. Show her your artistic talent, <laughs> and bring attention to the thing that cats poop in with your yeah. cat, with your cat photo. There you go, dude. That gets the ladies going. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you. Oh, wait, no. And then you have an inside joke going. And next time you see her, you just bring like a little piece of cat poop with like all the litter stuck to it uh-huh. in a plastic bag. You just slyly pass that her way. And she's like, oh, what's this? And you'd be like, Haha, remember the remember the cat snap I sent you? It was like the continuation yep. of the inside joke. And then your fucking boyfriend and girlfriend at that point, my dude. Absolutely. And then she'll carry that cat turd in her purse. There we go. Oh, yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Just like a little memento of you. Listen, this girl ended up at summer school. It's you're overthinking this. Like, <laughs> all the girls I knew at summer school, you just text them WYD and it's shits on. There you go. <laughs> to be to be perfectly age. W W Y E D. What are you what are you even <laughs> What are you doing? even doing? <laughs> <laughs> Tell her how you feel. Usually people at that age tell their friends who they like. So if her friend is telling you to ask, she was probably told that the girl you like likes you back. And what can happen if she doesn't accept? Get on with it. Yeah. Was posted by that's just a bunch of letters right there. It's it's squid it all. Squid it all. Yeah. You're on it. It's squid it all. I'm with you. Yeah, man. If, if her if her friend is mentioning this stuff to you, there's there's at least something there. Yeah. Get at her on Snapchat with something. Uh, I'm gonna go with like cryptic and slightly threatening, and uh, just WID. That's what I like. Chopped up hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh god. <laughs> yeah, man. Shows you're good with a knife. There we go. Yeah, of course. That's what fucking girls want to see. <laughs> they need to know about your knife prowess. That's right. Three, two, one, and we're back. Uh, we forgot the question order because the sirens are confusing, and uh, I don't like them. Uh, here we go with another question. Uh, I hope you're ready. Uh, so sharpen up those hot nog dives. Hot dog knives. Hot dog knives. You're about a fucking hot nog dive. Fuck, dude. Uh, crushing it today. Sharpen up those hot dog knives and uh, come with me into question world. Me, 18M. Hot dog dive. (laughs) Would you stop it? I'm trying to keep it together. I'm sorry. Unlike that hot dog in the snap. I'm sorry. Me, 18M. Her, 18F. Attachment issues. So I've been dating this girl from another state and she flew up to NYC to visit me. She's in this internship, which makes her mega busy and is only free during lunch and dinner. 
She is here for two weeks, and our dates just consist of us treating each other out, whether it pizza burgers or whatever is whatever is around. Pizza then burgers. Yeah, you know, pizza burgers. Yeah. I was wondering what else we could do during this short amount of time, because we both get so sad each time the hour is up. I think it affects me more than her. Can someone please how can someone please tell me how to cope with this when she leaves after two weeks? Also, what can we do to make the time we have together feel longer? TLDR, I finally met my LDR partner, and I'm worried I'm getting too attached. As posted by Throwaways2324. Okay, so you're trying to extend the time that you have together, and she only has lunch and dinner, so uh, you could do something incredibly boring together. Like, what if, what if you just, like sat in a darkened room and stared at one another, that would definitely increase the amount of time that it felt like you had. If you didn't if you didn't speak, you just sat in silence and stared at each other, that would make the time. That's not the goal. You don't need to make the time you feel together. You don't need to make the time together feel longer. You need to make it more meaningful. So here's what I'm going to say. You fuck. You find a place... <laughs> As, as secluded as possible, like if you, you know, I'm not sure where you guys are meeting up. Um, New York City has plenty of nooks and crannies and holes to hide in. Just fucking public. Uh, you know, get arrested together. That'll really make your time together valuable, I think. There you go, dude. Yeah, just go eat a pizza burger and then head on down to one of them alcoves and uh, bang one out. Yeah, absolutely. Up, Up in there. I have, uh, this is much more intense time constraint uh, than the long distance relationship I was in. Um, but I, I know this feeling, and I used to fucking have super anxiety about it uh, when we would have the limited time. Because instead of kind of like being in the moment there, I'd spend like so much of the time being like, oh God, we only have like a couple days left. I'm going to have to go home. I'm not going to see her for like another month or two. And that would really fuck up the time you're spending together, obviously, because you're spending it being being quite anxious. Right. So I think I think your mentality need, for this needs to be kind of kind of two parts. Like, number one, as best as you can, stop stop worrying about this like yes. actively. And I know uh, that's not something you can just kind of jump on and do, but also you kind of you, you can to an extent. Uh, I don't know, maybe get into some, literally look up some meditation or mindfulness practice uh, mm. to help you get better at, you know, enjoying these moments that you have with her, which will then make them more meaningful if you're completely present with her. Um, and will also, you know, stop you from ruining the time potentially sitting around being anxious about it. Yeah. Uh, and then on the other hand, too, you know, you're, you're both you're both 18, you're dating long distance. Uh I'm not trying to invalidate your your feelings here or anything, but just maybe just I, I, I'd maybe back up a, a little bit on this because if you're very invested in this situation and this is clearly constraining and really frustrating, like you're you're gonna feel hurt and being worried about getting too attached, I think, is like kind of a valid concern if you're about to go back to to, to being apart again. Mm-hmm. So I I wouldn't necessarily say cut this off. I would just look through this at the lens of we get to spend this time together. I'm not going to have big expectations for this, but I'm going to appreciate the time that we have. And I think that that's, I think that that's all you can do. Yeah. And, uh, 
you know, maybe maybe something to work out in the future. Maybe you can spend more time together. But if you want that to happen, you gotta you gotta be present here, and you gotta you know temper your expectations a little bit so this doesn't end with you know one or both of you feeling feeling real shitty and you know worried about doing this again. Here is the prescription from Doctor Arthur. Prescription is uh, O face QID. That's four times daily. You want to rack up as many O's as possible while you guys are together. And then how do you cope when she leaves after two weeks? Well, poorly. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You just like I say one of the most rewarding experiences of my life was a long distance relationship because of just like it's almost like you feel them all the time. You feel like the fucking void of them all the time and you just carry that that weight and you make that pain into something that's not dark but something that's aspirational like you know uh one of the things that uh I've talked about with my therapist that's the only way I can pronounce it so that it's appropriate to speak with other people if I say therapist um <laughs> it make it kind of minimizes the seriousness of it but uh uh one of the things we've been talking about is uh finding things to look forward to and boy is a long distance girlfriend something to look forward to um you just figure out the next time you're gonna see her and then carry a like a well of misery in your gut around with you everywhere you go so that you feel you feel that you feel that (laughs) weight that presence uh until the time that you get to rack up more o's together and then And then maybe you end up uh, living in the same place. What the fuck? You know, I I say go for the LDR, go for feeling that pain and uh, use it to create something beautiful together. That's how I feel about it. Right. on. And I think if if you can cope with that, if this isn't actively rendering you depressed and uh, unable to do shit when she's away like that. No, you're right. That can be a good thing. It's nice. If you look at it in that way, to be like, I feel crappy, but it's because I care about somebody and somebody cares about me, and they're Absolutely. just in a different place. That doesn't, you know, make that shitty feeling go away, and it right. still is quite shitty. But you know, I, don't, I don't think that's a bad, I don't think that's a bad mentality you get there. And there are strategies. Uh, Skype is now more available than ever before. Skype and similar VOIP uh, and video programs, so that you can yes. uh, spend a little time together, getting a little little FaceTime. On your uh, on your mobile devices. Back when I had a long distance relationship, I didn't have no fucking uh, uh, mobile device with a screen on it that I could, you know. We would just talk on the phone for you know two hours later than we should have gone to bed. That's usually how we did it. Oh yeah, I had a three hour time change too. So it, it, she was in L.A. I was oh, in God. Columbus. So it'd be like five in the morning. I'm like, oh oh God, what am I what am I doing? Uh, and then I'd miss class the next day. And nice. Was, uh, nice and healthy. Yeah. 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 We're definitely getting no, good you, advice on this one. You, no, you got you got a fair point there too though. Maintain that maintain that uh contact over Skype or fucking Snapchat or whatever you want to do. And then uh in terms of looking forward to it, maybe like run a little countdown on your phone. Have it as like your lock screen or something. So you get Absolutely. To, you know, reminded that you're gonna see him soon and have that to look forward to. Uh but also, man, you're 18, and, and don't, I don't know. It could be easy to wrap up your life in this 
and looking forward to that and kind of miss out on some of your uh, potentially college experience or sure you know adulthood experience here and and, and that's why i i still gotta say t- temper this a little bit don't don't throw yourself a hundred percent at 18 into this long distance relationship that's fair or do and get you know super fucked up and it'll be a meaningful experience and you'll probably learn something out of it absolutely either way <laughs> you can't lose there we go there we go I think you're going to do great throwaways. Three, two, three, wait, two, three, two, four, one. Two, three, two. Yep, smash some pizza, pizza burgers, then smash each other. All yep. right. Rack up the mo's, baby. Well, Arthur, I think it's time for a, uh, a beloved segment. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Well, uh, this here segment is called the friend zone. The friend zone, you say? I did say that, and uh, it's our weekly segment where we deal with a non-romantic question uh and this one uh comes to us uh right now i 24f am guilty for feeling incredibly heartbroken about one of my closest friends 32m leaving the country for at least two years if not permanently i've known him for three years now and we've been close for about one year he has had a rocky relationship with his girlfriend of many years weighted proposals near breakups etc I've sat with him at bars and had him crying into my lap about how he sees no future with her. I stopped hearing about their problems about a month ago. Today at dinner, he tells me he got an opportunity to work on the other side of the world for two years. They'd both move, and he'd work remotely where he does now. They'd leave in a few months. I asked about their relationship. He said everything is fine, and for them to do this, they'd have to get married, which they're doing. I asked about his friends and family. He said the pros outweighs the cons. And he can't wait to have new experiences, all expenses paid, job security, etc. I feel like I should be happy for him. He says their relationship turned around and is doing great. He says they're going to make a lot of money. He says they're going to have a once in a lifetime experience. Any friend should be happy and ecstatic for that. All I want to do is cry endlessly. He means so much for me, and I love having him in my life. It's just not the same as texting him. I love hanging out and seeing him all the time. This feels like a death sentence to our friendship, and the date is approaching. I feel so selfish and disgusting for wanting him to stay, but it's all I truly want. All I want for him is to tell me that things fell through, but that is so entirely shitty. I smiled and told him how excited I was. I asked him questions and listened while he grinned and outlined all his plans, but I'm so messed up over this. I can't just tell him that, and can't make him feel guilty for this either. He has no idea how I'm taking this. How do I handle this in a healthy way? I've never had to deal with anything like this. My guilt is so immense. TLDR, in the recent past, friend has told me of deep relationship troubles. Now they're moving across the world for a period of time. I outwardly support him, but feel a lot of guilt for wanting nothing more for this to not happen so he remains in my life. And that was posted by Fashbug. I hope that's fashion and not fucking fascist. Yeah, well, I'll fucking crush a fash bug <laughs> if it's a fascist bug. Yeah. But if it's the fashion bug, uh, then it's a uh, a retailer similar to Sally Beauty. Oh. I don't know what either of those are. You don't know Sally Beauty? <sighs> no, what is that? It's like the it's like the hair and makeup store. Oh. All right, I got hair. I should, uh, <laughs> should read more about this. This is a hell of a situation. This is, this is, I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of shitty things in here. I think I got to start off by saying, I don't think that makes you 
selfish uh, or shitty for wanting your friend to stick around uh, if you've been watching him have a hard time in a relationship. And, like, now not only are they doubling down on that, which is kind of worrying, uh, you know, also your friend's going to move. And that and that really, that really sucks. You hate so, to see it. No, I don't, I don't think that makes you a, uh, at all a shitty person. Uh, I think all you can do was, one, don't have that guilt sitting with you because your, your feelings are totally valid here. Uh, and then, two, I don't know, maybe, maybe bring up your concern here. I don't think this is going to change. It sounds like they're 100% going to do this. Uh, you know, but if this is your long-term close friend here and you have a worry about what they're doing, I'd, I'd voice your concern because that's definitely, you know, if this isn't some projection based on this person being into this guy, if this really is just kind of worrying from a, a friend's standpoint and having seen all this, hold on, hold on, we'll get to that. Uh, you know, then in that case, it is it, it is worth bringing up because, yeah, weighted proposals, near breakups, him crying in my lap, like that's that's a lot to then get married so you can move across the country with one another. That That's worrying. If that this I is a all, friendship thing. That I can all agree with. Yes. But. But. <laughs> but. I think you got a little crush on this guy, Fashbug. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. Feels like a death sentence to our friendship. Like. Oof. That's, that's heavy as hell. He means so much to me. I love having him in my life. It's just not the same as texting him. Like, I. I have friends that I love very dearly, but if they, like, you know, I got to move to the other side of the planet for work, I'd be like, shit, dog, fuck, guess I'll see you in a few years, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, people that I love dearly that I, like, I, you know, I consider them very close to me, like, I would kind of let them go if that's what they needed to do for their life. This feels like you want to keep them in the tendrils. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I think there's an undercurrent here of uh, more more than friendship uh, interest. All I want to do is cry endlessly. <laughs> and the, the death sentence that you brought up specifically, that yeah. is that is hefty. Um, I got kind of a, I don't know, maybe a different perspective on this because I've, I've moved a lot. I'm pretty used to keeping friends who are like pretty far away. Uh, and maintaining contact, you know, usually just through fucking texting and sharing music and shit posting at each other uh, over like Snapchat. Or through doing a um, podcast together. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. And, uh, but it, but it's doable. You know, I'm not like falling to pieces because one of my close friends or, or I uh, are moving because, you know, I know if that's a close friend that we will stay in contact and, and then I'll see him again. Uh, but on the other hand, I've, I've been doing that since you know I was a I was a kid. We moved constantly, so I'm kind of used to that. I right. could see this being really difficult if you know that's not the situation, and you haven't moved or like kept in contact with somebody like that. Like, uh, it, it could feel you know scary that they're going to be on the other side of the world and you're going to completely lose touch. But if this is a friendship thing and you really care that much about each other, uh, you know that'll that'll work out, and yep. it's fine to feel upset about it, but. This is not a death sentence, and crying endlessly is very dramatic. If this isn't, you know, uh, the signs of a of a crush that you're not talking about, right, right. 
uh, user, uh, Reddit user Coke is cool says, what you feel is totally normal. A suggestion is to get involved with other friends, a hobby where you can meet others. Just do something you love. The hardest part is not only are you losing a close friend as far as distance goes, you'll be use- losing potential routines you had with them. You can still keep in touch thanks to technology, so you can still continue the relationship, albeit further away. Yes. So, if this is your best friend, uh, you're going to have to get a new best friend. <laughs> and I've had, I've had tons of best friends over the course of my life. You're going you're gonna to have new best friends. That's how it works. Yeah, and, I, and, and that's, that's all right. And like yep. this person's saying, you can't you can maintain the relationship. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm not sure that's what this is. Regardless, though, if you are genuinely concerned about this person because of the relationship past and you think it's a bad idea, uh, then tell them. And then also, you know, maybe if you have strong feelings about this person, this could potentially be a bad idea. But maybe, like, let them know how you feel so you can talk about that shit. That could definitely blow up in your face. But uh, if you're pining over somebody this goddamn hard and you don't say anything about it, you're going to be kicking yourself uh, yeah. about that situation. So I think I think you have a little, a little talk with them and open up with them uh, before they go, either about your worry uh, or about the fact that you have undying love written all over your, uh, your uh, sobbing yeah. death sentence face. face. Yeah. Tell them before you go because plane tickets to Sri Lanka are fucking expensive. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> Not a fun romantic gesture to do to fly to fucking Sri Lanka to break up his marriage. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Get this shit off your chest. Yeah, you got to say what you got to say uh, before they go. Good times. Good times, great country. Um, B-105. <laughs> local jokes get you local work. There we go. <laughs> That's a good little saying. That is a yeah. good joke, though. It's good. Well, that's been the friend zone, uh, or maybe the relationship zone, if this yeah, person wasn't the, being completely honest. That has been the murky misfile zone. Yeah. <laughs> not as good of a ring to it. Uh, not quite but, as definitive. No. Well, now we're out of the friend zone. Uh, and we're back into the at least clear-cut relationship zone. So yeah. uh, here we fucking go. Ugh, clearing my throat. Get it. I, 26F, have a crush on a girl, 23F, for the first time, and I don't know what to do. I started working at a new place a couple of months ago, and there is this girl, let's call her Sally, who works there. I instantly was uncomfortable being around her. I would try to avoid working with her because something about her intimidated me, and I didn't know how to handle my feelings. I found myself thinking about her a lot after work. I started to realize that maybe I had a crush on her. (coughs) And that's why I was trying to (laughs) shove her away. (laughs) That was a big one. Fuck. She's always been a very friendly person to me, but I wouldn't be surprised if she thought I was unfriendly due to my behavior. I know she's a lesbian due to a conversation I overheard. But now, or before now, I've exclusively dated guys. But I can't stop thinking about her. I've looked up Sally on Facebook multiple times just so I could see pictures of her. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling due to the fact that this is my, la- my last week at my job, and I'm worried I won't see her again. And also, I'm struggling to come to terms with my sexuality and what implications having a crush on a girl would have. 
I have no idea if she's attracted to me, if she has a girlfriend, if she thinks I'm an awful person, and I just don't know what to do with these feelings I have. I don't want to never see her again. Should I connect with Sally on social media? Please help this sexually confused girl. TLDR, I have a crush on a girl at work, and I don't know how to define my sexuality or how to keep in touch after I quit my job. And it was posted by Food Addicted One. Well, well Food Addicted One. Uh, I think you gotta, you gotta fucking go for it. You gotta, you gotta do it. This is, definitely, this, this definitely. is potentially like a turning point for your whole fucking life. Uh, and if you let this opportunity go by, I will personally slap the shit out of you. Uh, <laughs> Sally sounds great. Like the, the whole idea, like, man, being intimidated by someone at first and then realizing that you have the hots for them. That's hot as shit. <laughs> like. I'm fucking, I am, I am scared of you, and that makes me so fucking horny, I can't even handle it. Preach! So, uh, so you're leaving this workplace, so the job, not even worried about it, so fuck yeah, it. Yeah, that's fucking perfect. Uh, get up in that ass. Be like, girl, I need you to know how I feel about you, and that way is highly sexual, and I I feel I feel a charge whenever I'm near you. I feel like I feel energized. <laughs> I feel a, a fucking boiling in my loins. <laughs> loin boil. I got yeah. a loin. I got a I got a rolling loin boil. <laughs> <laughs> Roiling boiling loins. <laughs> fucking a. Tell this girl about your loins. Yeah, yeah, Jesus! You're leaving the job. Like this, this is the fucking ideal situation. Speak Don't have to worry loins. about this blowing up. Fucking loin it up, and uh, yeah, add her on social media. Shit. Absolutely, at the ask her out. Very least, go go super fucking direct with this. Tell her you're into her. Ask her if she wants to go out, and uh, she has a girlfriend or something. All right, and it's not going to be weird because you're fucking leaving. Yeah. So swing the uh, swing the old lesbian baseball bat. Roll the old. <laughs> uh, homosexual dice and uh see see what happens yeah um i recently was uh told a story of a good friend of mine from uh my latter years of living in columbus uh who shall rename remain nameless but uh he thought that he was uh having homosexual feelings so he met a guy and they uh went back to his place and uh, the way he described it is he got two bobs in <laughs> and figured out he wasn't gay. <laughs> so they've been calling him they've been calling him old two bobs. Oh, man, should change his name to Bob too, literally just for the joke there. Absolutely. Two bob. Two bob, bob. <laughs> so maybe maybe you'll get uh, two laps in and you'll be like, no, thanks. Laps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think if you are intimidated about someone and don't know how to handle your feelings, like you think they're that attractive, though, I, I think this is going to be good. I don't think yeah. I don't think you're going to have a, a mind change uh, or a vagina change on uh, on this one. Yeah, and then you can start this whole new chapter of your life where you're like, "Fucking poon's an option." Yeah, man. Good times. Good times. Yeah. I think everybody in the comment is saying the exact same thing. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, all right. Well, we fucking nailed that one. Good luck out there, food addicted. Yeah, go for it. You must go for it. You got to risk it 
to get the same sex relationship biscuit. That's absolutely true. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely true. Okay. I need, to, I need to clear my conscience here. When I was coming, when I said swing the lesbian bat and then the dice, I almost said dyke dice because of the alliteration. Uh, and like literally the flare up in my mind was like, Jesus Christ, don't, <laughs> that's not good. Don't say dyke that is, dice. That is some very, that is some problematic alliteration right there. I don't know. Yeah. yeah I don't know if that word's available to us. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say a hundred percent that it's not. <laughs> that would be <laughs> a really fucking awful thing to say. If you know how it is when you're like, Kind of trying to come up with like some wordplay, and then the thoughts are ping ponging around. But that one, that one nearly slipped out without yeah. uh, without the caveat, without a preamble. Uh, that I, would be very bad to say. I'm just going to clarify that. I just wanted to. I wanted to clear my conscience. And uh, it's yeah. a safe space. Radio Free Tobag is a safe space. It's a safe space for my uh, straight white male self to throw around some. Uh, some slurs. Some slurs. Yep. <laughs> if you ever want to throw some more slurs around, just let me know. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. Okay. Moving on. Um, uh, here's a question for you. Is this cheating? My 23M girlfriend, 25F, have been going out for over three years now. I've had a sexting addiction up until about eight months ago. It wasn't easy, but I did manage to break it. My philosophy was it wasn't hurting anyone, and in turn, it was satisfying me. I made no attempt to manipulate or deceive any of my sextmates. They weren't people I knew IRL or would pursue for a physical hookup. They just lived in my phone. Some would literally just be a one evening slash day slash week thing. I know there's a discussion on is sexting cheating, and I don't really know where I stand on that. Though she's had her suspicions... And I know I used to do it a lot. I don't think she knows quite how long into our relationship it went on for. Should I tell her or just let sleeping dogs lie? TLDR, should I tell my partner about my sexting addiction early in our relationship or should I just let it lie? Posted by Mall234. Yeah, it's cheating. It's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> like a hundred, especially if you're, if you're having all this worry about it. And, like, even whether you should tell her, then, like, well, fucking clearly, man, you know this is wrong, and good on you for breaking it, uh, but, yeah, you, you cheated on this person, and that's that's pretty shitty. Yeah, so you were cheating on him for, what would that be, 26, or 28 months. Shit. Or 26 months. Up until eight months ago. Math's hard. Three three years minus I'm not I'm like I'm stopping myself I'm stopping myself right there. <clears throat> yeah, this this isn't good. Uh, I don't know if you tell her. I maybe because it, it's not like you were fucking. I th- I think it'd be easy to draw the comparison if you were justifying this to yourself of like, oh, looking at porn is like the same thing. Because uh, this is just on a phone, yada yada yada. Personalized personalized instant feedback porn exactly exactly um but that's yeah that's that's not the same thing because these are people you know who are out there and those are people who may interact with you and your girlfriend and this this shit could come out uh is all i'm saying so i would i would potentially bring that up in the spirit of uh honesty here i don't think that's going to go over well uh you kind of got to 
decide if this is something that's going to come back and if you have actually stopped this. Which brings me to examine your feelings on this relationship because if you have been sexting people this entire time, maybe you're not in, that into this girl. Maybe uh, maybe this relationship isn't really doing doing it for you. Uh, and for her sake, if that's the case, like you should end this because... Yeah, you you've been cheating on this girl for most of the relationship. That's that's pretty crappy. That's possible. Um if it if it is like a compulsive thing for this person that they managed to break out of, then I think your partner deserves to know what was going on. So maybe you should let them know. Mm-hmm. Um you should also be very careful about what you consume online because maybe that could trigger you again into this compulsion. Uh, and hope they don't just fucking shit can you because that sucks. Uh, yeah. And if, and if they do, I mean, they're fucking justified and you got to recognize that, you know, what, what you're doing there, uh, is fucking shitty. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not going to say this is the same as physically doing something with someone. Sure. But it's in the same ballpark and it's still it's shitty regardless and you, there's no there's no justifying it on that basis. Yeah. Is it more or less cheating than a foot massage? <laughs> I thought you might catch I said ballpark. I think yep. that's part of the pull fiction quote yep. too. I got the fucking wallet, man. I'm going to say less. I'm going to say less. I think the I think the uh well Ah, oh, wait, would I? What did I say less? I don't know if I ever really considered that little dialogue they had there. I think the foot massage, like you're in a relationship and your your buddy's like rubbing your girlfriend's feet. Yeah. That's that's weird. It's definitely a little weird. There's a sensual thing going on there. You know it, she knows it, fucking Marcellus knew it. <laughs> Anton get, better fucking known better. You get thrown fucking uh, five stories through a through a ceiling. Through a glass motherfucking house, fucking up the way a motherfucker talks. <laughs> I almost said a yeah. slur. Damn it! <laughs> Damn, slur dude. episode. This, this stuff got to this stuff got to stop ping ponging around in our brains. Yeah. Damn you, Tarantino. <laughs> Did you ever see uh, um, the YTMD that was Pulp Fiction edited for TV? No, it was very good. Did you notice the sign in the front of my house? It said "Dead African American Storage." <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, dude! I I, I haven't even thought about that movie in a while. It oh, is. I think, uh, I think it's about pretty it fucked up. It's way <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, that's why it's so great. Is because it's a fucking mess. Yeah, yeah. Did he ever get shit for that? I, there's no way he didn't. Oh right? yeah, absolutely. People to this day are giving Tarantino shit for the way he uses uh, uh, certain ch- uh, racially charged words in his films. Um, and I I can't I can't discount the criticism. No, man, uh, I think it's up. I think it's perfectly appropriate criticism, but I don't know that dialogue's so fucking good. The dude can write some fucking dialogue. Oh god, yeah, that's that's the thing. Makes a movie. Why does our culture have to be so problematic while making stuff that's really fun to watch? <laughs> Ooh, child, it's built on a history of slavery. <laughs> Uh, there we go. Actually, ooh, shock cultural appropriation. <laughs> Fucking it. Oh god, what a what a hell world in which we live. Yeah, dog. Do you want to know something fun? 
What's it? We fucking did it. We're here. We're at 56 minutes. Oh, damn. Damn. Yeah. That's good. Uh, let's read this last question, though. So okay. We we'll speed round this, boy. What do you say? What do you say? Speed I, round? I'm in. We'll speed round it. Speed round. Am I reading? Yeah, I think you're reading this one. Fuck yeah, dude. I love reading these ones fast. Let <laughs> me clear up the speed round. <laughs> Real quick, dude. I gotta be I gotta be loose. I gotta be fucking peak peak condition right now for this one. And a one, two, three, hit it. Overbearing boyfriend exclamation mark question mark. Me, twenty one F, and my boyfriend, twenty three M, have been dating for around eight months. I feel like I love him and never felt this way about someone. Our relationship is going good. We've had a couple fights, but not too major. I've met a lot of his family and his friends, and he's met my friends. He is very close with his family, and I'm not as close. We don't have family parties or any events I can bring him to, whereas he does. He's been wanting to meet my family for a while. My mom knows we are dating and is okay with it, but my dad doesn't know. I would rather not tell him yet, because he is pretty strict about things like that. I want him to meet my parents, but not until we become more serious, because it's such a big deal to them. We haven't said I love you to each other, either. He recently asked me if I was free two weeks from now on a Saturday to meet my mom, which I found a bit weird because I haven't asked her and it's a bit rude for him to set up the date like that. Yes, it is. He also told me he prefers Saturdays because he's only free then. I found this bit a bit overbearing because he specified a date without even me asking if my mom is okay that day. I told him I have to check with her if she's free, and he said that was okay. He also stated we've been dating for a while. It's been eight months. It's time for me to meet your family. I thought it was when I felt comfortable I introduced them. I'm a bit irritated by how he brought up this issue. It was too overbearing and came off a bit rude. <clears throat> TLDR. Boyfriend is eager to meet my parents and went as far as setting up a date and time with them without asking me if they are free. I found this a bit overbearing. Not sure if I'm overreacting. Posted by comic122314. Clock me. That was quick. That was pretty fast. Um, I think part of this issue is not overbearing boyfriend, but overbearing dad. Yes. Um... I think eight months is a perfectly appropriate time frame for meeting parents. I'm, I'm definitely with you in your standard relationship. But if this is, you know, a thing for you and it makes you uncomfortable, uh, I think it is fair to be worried about that. Uh, did she... I don't know if she mentioned, like, I would explain this entire situation to this guy, though, so that he knows you're not, like... Uh, What's the fucking word I'm looking for? Having second thoughts, like yeah. not quite sure if you're 100% into this to have him meet your parents. Like you got to make sure he knows that this is about your dad being weird uh, and not about and not about him. Yeah. Um, but just on top of that, oh, go ahead. Just tell him uh, my dad made me pose with my prom date and he had a gun in the picture. Have you seen that shit? Oh, God, dude. There's a whole Facebook group for that fucking uh, white dads being disgustingly overprotective of their Ugh. sexuality. The fucking <laughs> it's got worst. A better, it's got a better title than that. But yeah, that is the creepiest shit in the There's fucking world. T-shirts out there that are like, uh, you know, if you go date my daughter, you're going to get the gun. You know, like, she, she is whatever she is you're going to do to her, I'm going to do to you. If you finger my daughter, I'm going to fuck you in your boy pussy. <laughs> That's like oh. literally the gist of one of those fucking shirts that was like, whatever you do wow. to my daughter, like, I'm going to do to you. Like, all right, dad. <laughs> sure thing, dad. You want to maybe, maybe talk about these fucking kinks popping around in your mind? I'm going to integrate into the family tree here in a minute. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that, that <laughs> shit is horrifying and the worst. Uh, so how do, okay. He goes, two weeks, two weeks. I'm meeting mom. I'm meeting mom in two weeks. That part's weird. Yeah. Uh, I want to know the context like around that, but that that's that is strange to drop that. That makes me think that she has not explained this to him, and sure. he's getting kind of frustrated about it. Yeah. Uh, but regardless, that's that is a pretty weird, overbearing way to go about like saying uh, we're serious and I want to meet your parents because I care about you. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, don't don't do that, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Tell yeah, your mom to drop what she's doing. We're going to go get fucking pizza burgers this time, <laughs> this day. Be there or be square. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and, and be square in that case. Yeah, evidently. This dude did. Now, explain this situation to this guy. And, uh, yeah, you got to sort that family stuff out, too. Because at some point, you know, they're going to want to meet your... Like, you're going to be dating somebody. Yeah potentially married they're gonna want to meet your parents mm-hmm. uh, you gotta you gotta you gotta sort that business out maybe have a big old uh have a big talk with your dad there you're, t- you're 21 like big talk with big dad yep yeah and tell him to tell him to toss that fucking tacky heinous t-shirt yeah it's a fucked up t-shirt oh, hey God, it is. hey donovan oh hey did you know that our intro music is the song Hanging On by the band Knower, and that you can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. Oh, I was not aware, but I'm going to make a t-shirt about that, too. Uh, and I'm going to make a t-shirt about the fact that our outro music is the song Stephanie by the band The Hayfellows. You can find it at thehayfellows.com, instagram.com, slash thehayfellows, or just go on Spotify and look up The Hayfellows, because that works, too. Hell yeah. Uh, we're still running the Patreon. You can still send a photograph to Donovan for the low, low cost of $10 and he will put it on his wall and you can ruin or brighten his life at your discretion. Preferably, preferably brighten. Uh, and also, yeah, the question box was good times last week. Uh, I didn't check it this week cause I figured we'd, uh, let some stuff filter in there. If it's becoming active again, you can find the link on my personal Instagram, Dono.bless. Uh, or if you scroll through our Facebook page, I know I posted in there somewhere, somewhere. Uh, I think I said last time I'd post it again. Uh, and then I didn't. So let me let me go and do that again. So we're out it, here. That's there. We're out yeah. here. You know, we just live in our life. You know, that's we true. Got to do what we got to do. That's true. I'm out here with the fire alarm and the cats, and there's a lot. There's a lot of a plate there. Um, yeah. But yeah, getting the questions from people is great. They're completely anonymous. I promise you, we can't figure out who you are who's asking. So uh, send some shit. Send some shit our way. Yeah, I live for the question box. Me too, my dude. Me too. Well, that's another one in the books. That's episode 18, Barely Legal. Nice. Nice. Uh, we nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And uh, I think uh, now it's time for me to uh, just go ahead and give you one of these. Uh, thanks for listening. Mwah. I got a little fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was good. It was good. Cue the outro music. <laughs>